Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friday episode. Today, I'm going to be doing a keys to the game for a victory versus USF. And I know before I even give you guys these, just letting you know these first two weeks, knock on wood, I expect a little bit of a cakewalk. So these keys to victory aren't going to be, you know, too specific versus a team like an Alabama, an LSU, or a Georgia. We're playing the USF Bulls. They got blown out by 45 against NC State last week. I expect us to blow them out of the water. It's a homecoming game for a lot of the guys from the team, like Zach Carter, Malik Davis, guys who are 813 natives and looking forward to putting on a show back home. I expect this one to be nothing more than a blowout and a great tailgate and a, a great time for Gator fans that are traveling. I'm going to be at the game. Looking forward to seeing some of my old friends and old teammates at the game and should be a great atmosphere and Raymond James by the way I was there yesterday my bucks got it done it was a sweater I'm not gonna lie but that money line it hit that's all you can ask for first leg of a lot of parlays are done for many people count your blessings we made it through but let's get into it we're gonna do a little bit of my keys to winning versus USF before we get started though bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. First off, I got help Emery gain confidence. I know week one was a tough one for Emery. Only a couple of mistakes, though, like I said in the past episode. Two interceptions, two bad reads, you know. You get rid of those, the guy still had a, a pretty good game, was able to drive the ball well for the offense and, and be a leader for that unit. It was a shaky start, but I look I look for him to quiet some of those Gator fans that are, you know, breathing down his neck right now about why AR should be starting over him. I'm excited for Emory. It should be a, a huge game for him to kind of like a breakout game to just have a great, great stat line, really gain some confidence heading into that Alabama game. And that's really, for my keys to victory, I expect, you know, this game Saturday to be nothing more than a confidence builder, you know, for that offense, for that defense, for a lot of players individually, getting ready to play the Crimson Tide in week three, because that's going to be a tough one. But it's like, let's build this confidence up. You know, the win versus FAU was a good start. Would have liked to see a little bit more there, but it's week one. What do you expect? So let's get Emery confident. You know, Mullen and McGee hopefully can provide him with a solid game plan to help him have a good game and, and get ready for the Crimson Tide in week three. I want to see us continue to pressure the quarterback. We had a ton of sacks in week one. Zach Carter had an exceptional game. I look to him to have a, a great game again in his homecoming return back home to uh, Tampa. The Bulls, though they lost 45 to nothing to the NC State Wolfpack, they didn't surrender a single sack, which was a, a pretty crazy stat to see. They have two quarterbacks that played in their season opener. Both of them, no disrespect, but those guys didn't do too much of anything. I think they didn't complete more than seven passes each, combined for three interceptions. Throw me a USF jersey, 
Let me get let me get in the shotgun. Give me two seconds of time, and I think I'm I'm having a better stat line than seven of thirteen and seven of twenty. But hey, I've been a college football player. I know it's tough, so I'm not going to give them too much crap. I I hope they can turn it around, but it's going to be tough against this Gator defense that I expect to completely manhandle this Bulls offensive line. Even though the Bulls, like I said, didn't give up a single sack, I think Grantham's going to bring the house. I mean, especially on third down, try and make this just miserable for whatever quarterback is in there for USF. And in total, I expect when bringing pressure to cause some more of the same for USF quarterbacks in week one, I expect them to turn the ball over, really for the Gators to take the life out of it early for USF and really dominate this game. Turn to the running game. That's another key for me is continue to establish this run game. The The run game was dominant versus FAU. 400 yards on 40-plus carries. USF gave up 293 yards to NC State on 40 carries, over 7 yards per carry. So, I mean, I expect the Gators to build off of that great performance in Week 1. I expect Malik Davis to have a field day and his homecoming return as well, looking to expand on that 104-yard game in, in his season debut. I expect, too, for uh, McGee and Mullen to give Emery and Anthony, if Anthony does get in there. I expect to give both those guys plenty of read options, quarterback-style runs, some RPOs. Get the ball out quick, get it to your playmakers, and allow them to do the work. I mean, Florida's got a ton more playmakers than USF, so get those guys the ball and get them the opportunity to get out in space and make an impact early. I think the Gators are going to dominate this game from start to finish. And in the run game, it'll be nice. Guys like Naquan Wright, who didn't have a huge week one, be able to get him some carries. The guy can make a ton of people miss in space. And then it'll be nice to also let Lingard and Bowman get some carries on top of Malik and Damian kind of being that one-two punch. Now I'm going to say a couple of things that the Gators can't do in this game. I'm not saying they're going to lose the game. I think they could not execute their game plan and still have a 95% chance of winning this game. The guys are, are minus 29 and a half right now. I don't think we have to worry about really much of anything against this Bulls team. However, like I said, this is a dry run for Bama. I don't want to see these guys come out sluggish. I want to see the Gators come out and dominate, build that confidence, and get ready for week three at home against the defending national champs. But one thing I do want to say is I don't want to see a lot in terms of the playbook offensively and defensively. The Gators should try to not show much here. You're playing a USF team that I think a couple of top Florida high schools such as IMG could give a run for their money. So let's not show too much. Instead, you know, stick to the ground game. Make some easy quick throws for Emory. I don't want to see us go out there and bring all of our plays out, you know, and allow Nick Saban to scout us out more than he needs to. I think uh, we should be able to dominate both sides of the ball, especially in the trenches. I expect us to win the line of scrimmage on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Keep the game plan short, short and sweet, and, you know, take the life out of USF. Start off fast, go up a couple touchdowns and force them to reel, throw the ball a lot, force turnovers, get a couple of sacks, and dominate this game from start to finish. And let's not let's not make those Florida spread uh, better sweat this time. No backdoor covers, nothing like that. Let's blow these guys out from start to finish and allow us to get ready for the uh, Iowa-Iowa State game at 430 after a nice start to the day with a Florida Gator win. 
And lastly, no turnovers. Turnover differential, as I said in previous episodes, was not good in prior seasons for the Gators. We need to come out and make it a point of emphasis. I know Emory had the two interceptions. I know we forced two fumbles on defense, but right now turnover differential is at zero, which should have been better than that against an FAU Owls team. And now you're going against a USF team that's one of the worst in the country. Let's force turnovers. Let's not be sloppy. Let's play clean football. Treat this game as a rehearsal for Alabama next week because we're going to have to play a complete game to beat Alabama. And it starts in week two against USF. Point of emphasis, no turnovers. Turnovers can completely ruin a team's game plan. And if we do turn the ball over, it can allow a team like USF to hang in the game for a little longer than they should. Similar to versus FAU, we turn the ball over. Gave them a little bit of life. I'm not saying the game was ever close, but don't allow them. Put the cleats on their on their throat and just from start to finish, blow these guys out of the water. Let's get on to week three. Let's get excited. Crimson Tide coming into Gainesville. You can't beat it. The Swamp's going to be absolutely rocking, and I'm excited to be there. I can't wait to see those guys in week three. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves, but like I said, week one against FAU, we took care of business. Could have beat them by more than we did, but hey, a win's a win. Week two, USF, more of the same. Should blow these guys out and really get ready for week three against Nick Saban and company who are looking to build off of an impressive week one win against Miami and would like nothing more than to come into the swamp and take care of business against the skater team. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em, as well as a cool sports-style book concept called Build Your Own Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And now it's time for Dio's Locks of the Week. We don't have the greatest slate, just looking at it. Based off of week one, there was a lot more closer games. This week, there is only two games of ranked teams playing. That is, of course, game day, Iowa versus Iowa State, who I will be picking a winner there. And then also Oregon versus Ohio State at noon. That's a battle of 12 versus 3. I'm going to scroll down here. I'm going to give you guys 10 picks. We're going to keep track of them. Hopefully, we don't go 0 for 10 because that'll be terrible. But I feel confident. A lot of favorites, a lot of high numbered spreads but let's get things going i'm going to kick it off i know on wednesday i mentioned coastal carolina i'm still sticking with them but i'm not going to count that as one of my 10 i'm going to give you guys 10 a fresh slate just 10 games go in bet online get a parlay or a teaser you name it a 10 teamer it's probably going to be crazy money odds throw 10 on it if it hits take your loved ones out to dinner say it's on deal don't worry about it. Let's start things off. Noon kickoff, 12 versus 3, Oregon versus Ohio State. I'm not going to lie. I expect Ohio State to win this one in pretty easy fashion, but I don't like the 14 and a half. I'm going to actually go with Oregon to cover 
and I'm gonna buy a point and a half to get it to plus 16. I like Oregon to cover. They didn't have a great showing versus Fresno State week one, but Ohio State's defense has to make improvements based off of their season opener. I know they can score points in a bunch, possibly look at the over in that one, but I'm gonna go Oregon plus 16. Next up, I've already mentioned this, but I'm mentioning it again. The Florida Gators should blow these bulls out of the water. Minus 28 and a half. I know it's a mouthful. I know it's a lot, but so what? I believe in Emory Jones. I believe in this Gators offense. I believe in this defense to force a couple turnovers, maybe even get a score on the defensive end. Who knows? Maybe a Kair Elam pick six, something like that to really get the Gators going. Gators minus 28 and a half. I'm locking it in. Number three, I'm going with Virginia Tech. I'm buying a half point. Virginia Tech minus 19 and a half. I love what I saw with them against UNC week one. I expect them to keep it rolling. They're the 19th ranked team. I expect them to continue to work their way up in the polls. I'm a big believer in Virginia Tech, especially after what I saw week one. So Virginia Tech minus 19 and a half. I'm buying a half point. And then next up, this one's kind of a trap game. But after seeing how Georgia performed defensively, I expect them to be able to cover this 23 and a half point spread against UAB. UAB is known for being a great team, but this Georgia Bulldogs defense absolutely dismantled a Clemson offense that I had high hopes for. I expected a lot from DJ and they shut him down, but you got to give credit to that front seven. They made life miserable for DJ. They completely dominated Clemson's offensive line. So I'm going to go with Georgia minus 23 and a half. You might want to buy a half point there just to get it to 23 flat. So Georgia Bulldogs is my fourth team that I like. Next up, I'm a huge believer in Penn State. I love what I saw from that defense. James Franklin, the deep ball was there. They missed a couple of chances there on on some deep balls that could have given them a a bigger lead than they had against Wisconsin week one, but I'm going to go Penn State minus 22. It's against Ball State. They should blow these guys out of the water. Let's blow them out early. Let's not have any sweaters, no backdoor covers. Minus 22, I like. Next up, my sixth pick, Iowa versus Iowa State. That's game day. It's the best game of the of the weekend, if you ask me. I love what I saw from Iowa versus Indiana. I can't believe some people bet on Indiana. Not saying myself. <clears throat> I bet on Indiana. They got blown out. So what? It's a new week. I like what I saw from Iowa. I know Iowa State is a legitimate contender. And a lot of uh, people expect them to have a shot at the playoff. But I like Iowa to cover here. Maybe buy a point and a half to get it to six. I don't see them getting blown out here. I liked what I saw from them. Relating back to last season, Iowa has dismantled conference opponents in fairly easy fashion. I know that's not going to happen against an Iowa State team at Iowa State. However, I like Iowa here to cover by a point and a half plus six. That's my six bet of my 10. Next up, Clemson minus 49. That's a ton of points. However, When was the last time Clemson lost their season opener or lost back-to-back games like they did relating back to last season and the season opener this year? Let's take Clemson minus 49. They're going against South Carolina State. I expect Clemson to blow these guys out fairly easily in a big rebound game for them after a season opening loss to Georgia. I'm taking minus 49. I think the final score on that one is upwards of of 60 to 7 if SC State can 
even get into the end zone. Maybe just a, a couple of field goals from them. But I like it. Minus 49, I'm taking it. Next up, I am going with Texas. I am. I apologized already. Steve Sarkeesian, that's on me. Horns are up. They're not down right now. It is at Woo Pig Suey, and I love that Arkansas team, but I'm going with Texas. I'm buying a half point, knocking it down to six and a half from seven, and I'm taking the Longhorns. I expect them to win this game by more than that. And then next up, I'm looking at this Wisconsin versus Eastern Michigan game. However, I wasn't too pleased from what I saw from Wisconsin. I feel like they dominated up front for the majority of the game running the ball against Penn State but I wasn't a huge fan of their play calling and I don't like them to cover minus 26 that's a stay away game for me as well as this Miami Appalachian State is as also a stay away game so next up I'm going to go with Utah those oots I like them to cover seven but buy it down a point just to give yourself some slack Minus six, I like Utah to cover against BYU. And then on to our next bet, I love USC. I think they have a great quarterback. I think they cover minus 17 versus Stanford. But why not buy a half point just to play things safe? Minus 16 and a half. Stanford loses to USC at USC. Pretty much a blowout I'm expecting there. And then lastly, number 10, I'm going to get out of the top 25 here, make things interesting. Let's get a geeker here. Let's scroll down through this slate one more time. Actually, you know, this one, I'm going to go two here. I'm going to make things personal. Two old roommates for me, great guys that were at Florida that actually transferred. First off, Lucas Kroll, tight end, transferred to Pitt. My boy had a touchdown, a great season opener. His first game of the season for the uh, Pittsburgh Panthers. I'm taking them over Tennessee and Rocky Top. I'm saying no, sir, SEC. I like the Pittsburgh Panthers to cover. I like Kroll to get in the end zone. Minus three. Lucas, if you're listening, I'm taking you, buddy. Go get me some touchdowns. Win me some money. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus three at Rocky Top. Rocky Top is a great atmosphere. Those fans, probably the most ignorant, rudest fans in the country Based off of my experience at Rocky Top last year, they had a couple choice words for me. And honestly, I wish nothing but the worst for Tennessee in this game. I like Kroll and Pitt to cover three. And lastly, my other roommate, good old Chris Bleich, offensive lineman who transferred to Syracuse. Chris, I might regret this one, but I'm a Cuse fan at heart. Huge Jim Beheim fan. I'm switching over to the, to the gridiron. I'm going Syracuse plus money. They're plus two, but at this point... It's such a small spread. Why not just take them as dogs again? I took them as dogs in week one against Ohio. And what they do? They won in dramatic fashion. Put the Syracuse Orange in there plus money. Sprinkle it into a, a three or four team parlay to really juice it up. Give you some great payout. And I'm going with the Syracuse Orange upset alert versus Rutgers. That is Dio's locks of the week. My God, that was a mouthful. I gave you guys. I don't. I can't. I lost track account. I think I won 11 or 12 games. I gave you more than 10. If you really want, go and track those picks. Shoot me a text or, or a DM if I go less than 500 telling me how, how terrible of a sports better I am. But those are my picks. I love them. Like I said, this week's slate isn't the greatest slate we've had. It's, it's a lot of good teams against not so great teams. Hoping in week three to see some more top 25 matchups, but I do like that Iowa-Iowa State game. It's going to be the best game of the slate. I like Iowa to cover, and I like that Oregon-Ohio State game. I don't know. It's tough going against that Ohio State 
spread because of how quickly they can put up points in bunches with those receivers they got there. But I'm going Oregon plus 16 with that point and a half bot. That's Dio's locks of the week. Put them in. Put your bets in. Let's win ourselves some money. Looking forward to a great weekend of college football. And it's NFL Sunday, the day after, which you can't ask for more than that. It's like being a kid in the candy store. Last night at the Bucks game was an absolute treat. Thank you, Papa Dio, for getting me to the game. It was awesome. You know, fans were back, full capacity. First time I've been to a full capacity game in quite some time. The Bucks really made a sweat, but they got the job done. And actually, you know what? I was going to call it. I was going to call the episode there. I'm not doing it. I love me some NFL. Whether you do or not, I love me some NFL. And I'm digging into this slate. I'm giving you a quick, a quick parlay. So bear with me one second. A speed run. I'm going through every single game of the NFL slate. This is like a Dio's NFL in 60 seconds. Get your minds right. Here we go. First off, I'm going Philadelphia Eagles cover three and a half against the Atlanta Falcons week one. Lock it in. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm buying a point and a half. Getting it down from six and a half to five against the Steelers. Bills Mafia, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, star power. A lot of people got Josh Allen winning the MVP this year. Slam it, throw it in. Another one, Bills Mafia, getting it done. Someone get me a table. I'm jumping on it and I'm breaking it. Bills Mafia win by more than a touchdown. Next up, a tricky one, Minnesota versus Joey B and the Bengals. This one's kind of a snoozer, if you ask me. Will not be on my TV. I'll be watching Red Zone flipping from some of these other games. However, I like Joe Burrow in this one, plus three, but honestly, take the points. I like the Bengals as dogs. I think Joe Burrow has a great year this year. Taking the Bengals, underdog, hammer it, throw it in there. Next up, 49ers against the Lions. I think the Lions might be the worst team in football other than the Houston Texans. Niners minus eight, take it, lock it in. And then speeding through the last few picks here, I like Titans minus three. I like the Seahawks minus three. I like the Chargers plus one, take them as underdogs versus the Washington football team. The, the team doesn't even have a name yet. I love me some Fitzpatrick and some Scary Terry, but I'm going with the Chargers. Herbert, I love that team. I love that offense. And then I'm going with the Jets plus four against the Panthers. Why not? I uh, I don't know. Sam Darnold's revenge against the Jets. I don't think it happens. I like the Jets plus four. To all my boys, to, to Howie, Skinny, and Tech listening, go Jags. I'm taking the Jags minus three against Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans. I think Trevor Lawrence has a, a great first start to his career. I think the Jags get a much-needed win to start the season. I like the Chiefs. I don't know if I'd like them covering minus five and a half. I would more likely money line them, but why not? You can't, can't doubt yourself when you're betting with Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs minus five and a half. I'm taking it. Next up, we got four games left. Speeding through here, I like the Patriots minus three against the Dolphins, the Mac Jones era. Let's see what it's all about. And then I'm going with the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half. I love me some Jameis Winston. He, uh, we had tough times with him in Tampa, but I was always a Jabu fan. I think Jabu has a great first game, but I think Aaron Rodgers and company get the job done. And then lastly, the Giants-Broncos. Uh, I'm going with the Broncos minus three. I think that's that Giants team, I don't know. I mean, other than Saquon Barkley, not a ton of bright spots there. The defense isn't terrible, but I don't like what I'm seeing from uh, the Giants in that one. I like the Broncos. I like Teddy. Teddy two gloves to manage a game like he does best. He does better than anyone. The guy's a game manager. I think they get take care of business at home there. And lastly, I am going with my final game, the Bears versus the Rams for Sunday. I'm going Rams 
and I'm taking the points. Until Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for the Bears, they won't be able to contend against a team like the Rams, who I think are a dark horse to win the NFC with Matt Stafford. The guy slings balls. He's going to throw for over 5,000 yards this year. Look for Robert Woods and, and Cooper Cup to have great years. And also my boy Van Jefferson, former Gator, I think is going to really take that next step for them at the wide receiver position. Lastly, Baltimore versus Raiders. I'm taking the Ravens minus four. My heart goes out to the Ravens losing not only J.K. Dobbins, but Gus Edwards as well at the running back position, followed by Marcus Peters with an ACL all in the last two weeks. I like the Ravens. I like Lamar. I got Mark Andrews in fantasy. I'm hoping for a lot of points from him there. Ravens minus four. And that's it. That was quite the Dio's locks of the week. My gosh, we literally went, I think, 15 minutes of just straight picks. You got to hammer all of them, take them. Let's go teasers. Let's go parlay, straight bets, you name it. I, I mean, I'm not giving you prop bets because I just gave you about 50 picks. But I like what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the board clear right now. College football, a lot of heavy favorites. But we got to take them. We got to juice them up a little. That's why we take Chris Bleich and the Syracuse Orange plus money. And we take my boy Lucas Kroll and the Pittsburgh Panthers minus 130. Both of those put them in. And the NFL slate, I mean, it's back. NFL's back. It's a great slate. It's going to be uh, exciting to see how some of these teams come out this year. But that's Dio's Locks of the Week. My gosh, that was a mouthful, everybody. I appreciate you all coming in. Tune in next week. Let's blow out these USF Bulls, Gator fans, and let's get ready for week three against the Crimson Tide. Nick Saban, we're coming for you. You're coming into my swamp. I'm going to be there. I'm tired of these Alabama Crimson Tide winning national championships. I'm tired of them beating us in the SEC championship last year. We're coming with vengeance. You're going to have to come into my swamp, Nick Saban, and we're going to take care of business next week. I'm not saying that that's actually going to happen. I'm, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. I'm excited for next week. Swamp's going to be rocking. Let's take care of business. Talk to you guys next week. And as always, this show is presented to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.